Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Um, my name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini, and uh, we have a great interview for you guys today. This is uh, We've got John Bellin on the line here from the band Gene the Werewolf. So uh, this is uh, uh, one of my absolute favorite bands. I've been a, a, a fan since they put out the song, I Only Want to Rock and Roll. I heard the first two chords, and I was like, these guys are awesome. <laughs> so, it's been, so I've been really excited to get to meet them and talk to them. So we've got John on the line here. Uh, first, let me thank my sponsor, uh, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. That is pplmag.com. That is Pittsburgh's first internet radio and online community. Uh, it is a uh, place where you can uh, get a lot of great information on a wide variety of topics. We've got experts there on cardiology, experts on aging, experts on how to publish, uh, write and publish your own book. You've got the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. There's all kind of great information there. You can get coupons, find businesses. Uh, if you have something that you'd like to share with the world, you might want to start your own magazine page there and publish your own articles and audio and video. Very simple. Just go to pplmag.com. Uh, guys, uh, you are listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. It is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. And just to kind of catch you up, every Tuesday and every Thursday we've got a new interview, and every Saturday there's a new uh, music podcast with uh, my co-host and I uh, spinning the uh, the uh, hits <laughs> of indie music that you're not hearing anywhere else. My, my co-host, uh, Katie Simone, we have a good time doing that. So guys, check that out. That is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, dot com, where you can get all the information there. You know, Gene the Werewolf has never paid attention to trends, nor has the Pittsburgh-based quintet been part of a scene or hipster's band of choice. They are iconoclasts by virtue of their music. Rock and roll survivals enthralled to Gene's power and energy, and they're damn good at it. And they're <laughs> even if they are a dying breed, you know. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, John Bellin, uh, aka Gene Gene the Werewolf. How are you, man? Hey. I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Real good, real good. Um, you uh, you're calling in from Pittsburgh. You in the city today? Uh, I'm. I apologize. What was, I, what was that? I'm sorry. Are you calling? Are you calling in from Pittsburgh? You're not on the road, are you? No, 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 no. I'm actually calling in. Well, I'm calling in from my my hometown of Belvern in Pennsylvania. So yeah, about about a thirty minutes south of Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, all right. Belvern, and I know Belvern, and real well. I want you to know a little secret. I'm actually calling in from my from my mom and dad's house because they invited me over for dinner. So. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. What did you have for yeah. dinner? Anything good? Uh, I think they're having some uh, chicken parmesan tonight. So, wow. you know? Yeah, yeah. All right, even rock and rollers can't resist mom's home cooking. They got. Oh no home. way! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, John, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit? Let's start with the history, a little bit of the history of Gene the Werewolf. But how? Tell us how the band got started. And uh, and catch us up a little bit. Well, basically, uh, in I think about uh, 
geez, let's see how I could summarize this really simple. Um, in about uh, like 2007, um, I found myself, uh, you know, I had been in my past bands with, with other people before, and um, oh, yeah, excuse me, my parents' phone is ringing. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we were all basically uh, in past bands, and we would play shows with each other's bands uh, every once in a while. And, and there came a point in the time where we were all kind of single, so to speak. Uh, that means without band. And I was, in the meantime, working on something. I, I used to be in a band called Punchline from, uh, from here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I, um, I was kind of trying to start my own thing and try to, you know, briefly, I don't know, maybe write a few songs. I had really no intention of going and playing live. Well, fast forward, and I got a bunch of guys together, and we decided, hey, let's play live. We might as well. We're young enough. We, we could still do it. And um, it just all came together like that. It was no, uh, it was nothing like uh, too crazy. It was just we decided to all get together. And I once we had a, a few songs written, and we were just like, hey, we, let's go play these out live, and uh, then we'll go ahead and just do our thing. So kind of emerged all from there, you know. Um, how long have you been writing songs, John? You, did you write in your other in your other? I'm not trying to beg your pardon. I'm not familiar with Punchline. Uh, so, did you write in your other bands too? Oh yeah. Well, actually, it's funny because I was just talking about this uh, with somebody the other day. I've actually been in like I swear to God, I'm, this is no exaggeration. I've actually been in eight different bands. Um, Gene, obviously, being the most recent and probably final one. Um, okay. But I've uh, I'm. I'm in my upper 30s right now, and I've been uh, writing songs ever since I can remember. I mean, even as early as, like, it sounds silly, but, it sounds, but even as low as uh, eight years old, I can remember actually writing songs. Uh, not that they were any good, but, <laughs> but, uh, but seriously writing in a band, I would say probably since I was, like, 18. So almost uh, about, about 21, 22 years. Um, so, so, so you're – so, okay, so – this sound that you guys have, mm-hmm. all right, because it really is, and, and it's, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a diehard rock and roller, and, uh, you know, when I hear bands like you and Highway 4 and mm-hmm. some of these bands that are, like, really, playing, I mean, it's good, like, mm-hmm. really good rock and roll, like, I get really, you know, I get really excited. Was this, like, a sort of conscious decision, or is this just what comes out when, when John sits down to write? Well, I think that's that's basically what it is. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie, you know, when I think when all of us were younger, it's a fair statement to say that, you know, uh, as much as you don't want to admit it when you're older, you kind of, when you're younger, try to fit in and or conform to what you think is cool at the moment. Like, hey, man, we should join, like, a, a hardcore band. Or, no, let's, let's, let's do a punk band, you know, like. And you have those little thoughts. And, but realistically, um, you know, when I was growing up, uh, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s, and I was listening to DVE all the time, and uh, I was listening to, like, Def Leppard, Kiss, ACDC, and all those rock and roll bands, you know what I mean? Just uh, this that's, that's what I grew up on. That's what I love. And so, honestly, I could, I could honestly say that this band that we're in right now was probably the most true uh, to the music style I've ever written. Um, all the other bands, you know, I've kind of, like I said, you mold, you mold to a fashion just because you're young and stupid <laughs> but okay. uh, but you know like uh we I, I grew up on this kind of music this is always what i wanted to write even when i was in those other bands i remember we'd be out on the road and i'd put on like uh like sticks or like uh or motley crew or something and the other guys in my band be like what are you 
doing? What are you listening to? And like, come on, man. This is like, this is ev- this is stuff everybody likes, you know? Um, but yeah, this is what we write. Um, there's no mask behind it. This is really, this is it. This is what we all enjoy doing. And I think um, we finally developed a band that represents that. Cool. Um, why don't we uh, take, since we're talking about the music and, and you know, uh, giving everybody kind of like the background, why don't we just go ahead and play the single um, that you guys have off of uh, your latest uh, record. Now, the t- the, 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 this is the title track. The album's called The Loner, correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay, and uh, this is the title track, The Loner. Now, I'm going to come back and talk about the recording of it and everything um, in a second, but uh, I want the, the guys at home to listen. We've actually... We've actually played you guys a couple of times on our music cast, so, so some people are already uh, familiar with you. Um, oh, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we're, we're getting the word out for you. So let's just check this out. This is the loner, Gene the Werewolf, on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. All right, Gene. Cool jam, man. Like, And it's exactly kind of like what you were described, you know, Kiss, ACDC. But, you know, it doesn't sound – how can I put this? It's, it has a current – sort of vibe to it, even though it's got the sort of throwback vibe to it. I don't know if I'm stating that correctly. Now, how did, what, I mean, how did you guys, um, to what would you attribute that? You know, because, you know, it would be easy to go and just, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, in other words, it's not Steel Panther. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It, yeah, it, it yeah, yeah. A, even though the songwriting and everything and the riffs are kind of like take you to that era, the vibe of it still sounds kind of, Sounds still sounds very now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the recording process and maybe how you guys uh, put that together? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, we worked with a producer. His name is Sean McDonald. Um, he's kind of like a music legend in, in Pittsburgh. He's produced albums for the Clarks. Uh, I mean, just I can't, his, his roster can go on, on and on, but uh, um, mainly the Clarks he's probably most notable for in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, when we went to Sean, uh, well, I guess it would have been almost two years now to first start recording the album. Uh, we told him, hey, you know, this is the kind of band we are. He was very familiar with us. Um, he was like, yeah, I'm familiar with your work. You know, I, I definitely think I would take you guys on uh, as a client. We were happy to hear that. And we told him, I think that it's funny you said what you said because I think our exact words to him were, you know, it's very easy for us to be recorded by somebody and make us just sound like, we're an old band from the 70s. We actually want this to sound like, hey, these are the songs from the 70s, but it's as if they came out today, you know. Cool. And um, so it's kind of like, um, you know, I think we achieved that. I mean, his his work in the studio has been incredible. Um, you know, I, 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 it's, I can't explain it more than the fact that, you know, we, we actually have always called ourselves like a throwback band with a modern twist, you know. Um, and I think with recording The Loner, we always kept that in mind, you know, whether it would be changing the tone of a snare drum or maybe using a different guitar tone or maybe saying, even going as far as to saying a certain word over another word, you know, because there's the old cliche words that you could say in a song, um, you know, the old cliche rhymes with like, I don't know, like dreams and schemes, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we worked really, really hard together and uh, I think the final product uh, really came out to everyone's like. Can you uh, t- talk about the – well, first of all, it's been a while between Wicked Love and, and The Loner. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what's, been, um, what's been going on? Where have you guys been? <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, well, what happened was is – so we put out – I'll even take it back a little bit further. 
uh, in 2009, we released our debut EP, uh, which was six songs. And those were a collection of songs uh, that we had written. Believe it or not, this band formed in 2007, but I think we started writing songs for this band. I, I started writing songs for this band in 2005. So from 2005 to 2009, those were a collection of the songs that came off the first album. Um, by the time Wicked Love came around, which is in 2011, um, we had written a whole bunch, you know, we, we'd done the, the writing process, and that was basically when I was still, I was doing music full-time, you know, I was kind of like hauling ass and, uh, you know, like just doing nothing but, uh, you know, eating and sleeping music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that came out in 2011, and then 2012 came around, and we actually got picked up by a European record label based out of Italy called Frontiers Records. And they're kind of like a record label that has all those old school bands like uh, like Def Leppard, Whitesnake, Journey. Um, they have all those bands on that label, but they're just based in Europe. And we got a call from them one day and said, hey, you know, we heard both of your American releases. We want to put out your... Um, we kind of like want to put out a, an album in Europe and pick the best songs off of each album and make it one album. So what happened there was, you know, from 2011 to 2012, we put out another album, but it was something we had already released in the United States, but we just released it in Europe. Well, then after that happened, you know, it was kind of like we kind of like rode the tails of that a little bit, and I think we just kind of let it slip away from us a little bit because the writing process just went a little bit slow after that, and I really have no better excuse than to say, you know, a couple of us got jobs and, you know, worked and it kind of interfered with everything. And um, by the time The Loner was written, it was just a couple of years later, but uh, I'm glad that a lot of our fans, you know, hadn't forgot about us because I think we've stayed pretty active and uh, done little things here and there. You know, we released a like a, a Pittsburgh Steelers song to keep us active, you know. But, uh, but realistically, it's just that, you know, we needed to write the songs and... Um, I think one of the most important things is that we make sure that all of our songs that we put on the album are songs that we all enjoy. Like, in other words, we don't we try as hard as we can not to put any filler on the album. Right. Um, so we probably wrote about 30 songs for this album and picked the best 10. Mm. And so that, that definitely takes some time, you know. Yeah. So, uh, it's just, uh, if you think about it, it kind of, you get to understand where the long process went, so... Yeah, no, no, make, that totally makes sense. So you're really like, hey, we're not going to put out bullshit. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going to hone this until it's like a, a cohesive record. Like, um, yeah. like like they used to make, ahem, ahem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, the funny thing is, is like you have these bands that are out right now, or I shouldn't even say bands, but you have these artists that are out right now. And, you know, they're kind of like, um, they're like, I could go on and on about this, but I won't. But, um, uh, you know, like just the music that you hear right now is just kind of like um, it's almost kind of like there's not any there's no such thing as a good album anymore. It's just oh, that's a great song. You know, that's a great song. I love this song. But you know, you realize that sometimes you'll go out and buy these uh, these albums from these people that you hear on the top forty radio, and then you like listen to the song that's popular, and then you listen to the rest of the album. It's like oh, it sucks. You know, it's yeah. not even good. So we really, we really take pride in the fact that, like, hey, let's write a good album. Because when we were younger, albums were the way to go. You know, we don't just want to write a song. We're, you know, we're not, we're not pop stars. We just want to write a good album and, and get recognized for that. So. I mean, you think about, like, those records. You think about records like, uh, 
like Pyromania. You think of uh, uh, Back in Black. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? You, 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 I mean, you know, even like stuff that's not quite as hard rock and like, like Synchronicity. Yeah. Uh, Purple Rain. Oh. I mean, like every song, even yeah. if they, they didn't all make the radio, you were like, no, these are like, they probably just didn't make the radio because there was a lot of competition for other bands. Sure. And, you know, they couldn't sure. play the whole, you know. But yeah. um, but you think like Back in Black, dude, like every freaking song, this is a winner, this is a winner, they, they all yeah, rock, yeah. all make, you know. I mean, Van right. Halen, the first three Van Halen albums. Like, you know, yeah. it's amazing. Sure. Every single song, yeah. And, and it's just kind of like, you know, it's, I think it's kind of lazy on the part of the artist, too, because they're just like, well, this is our hit, and we're going to make this one. So, all right, now we need nine more songs. You know, it's just like that. That's, it sucks. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So we take, exactly. we take pride in making a good album, and whether or not it's uh, appealing to everybody, it remains to be seen. But, I mean, it's uh, we're happy about it. And I think that's all that matters in the long run. Well, you've got – let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing. Uh, are you guys um, – you guys are, uh, are have been playing shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking here at your notes, and it sounds like you guys worked with the. It looks to me like you worked with the Darkness, Steve oh, yeah. Panther, Ted Nugent, the Clarks. Those are all good fits. So tell us a little bit. So give me what, what was like the. What, tell me a cool story from uh, one of these shows that that uh, that you have that, that you did. <laughs> well, I think one of the, I think the best story is is um, like I told you earlier. Um, you know, when we were younger, we were doing this full-time like like i said we were on the road we we toured we basically had part-time jobs that we would go back to after we got done touring so music was really like our life mm-hmm. and i think the older we got we were kind of like well you know it's time to throw in the towel maybe go ahead and sell for the real world and maybe still do the band but you know not put all our eggs in one basket you know okay so we were playing back in uh i think it I think it might have been last October, we got an opportunity. It was a very last-minute thing, too. One of the bands we always looked up to, we love The Darkness. Darkness oh, is yeah. a great band, you know. And um, as a matter of fact, we always said, I think that if there's one band that we would fit perfectly with um, would be The Darkness. And right at the last minute, we got a call and said, hey, The Darkness is coming to Pittsburgh tonight. Their uh, opening act got stuck at Customs. And they're not going to be able to make the show. We need an opener. Can you guys do it? It was literally like the day before. And we were like, yes, absolutely. We canceled all of our plans. You know, we went down there. And keep in mind, we got down there with the mentality, like, it's just like, hey, let's go play shows. It'll be really great. It'll be a good crowd. We'll sell some albums, you know. Um, well, one of the things you always dream about when you're a young kid, especially if you're a young kid in a band that's opening up for a band that you really like, you always have that dream that's kind of like, you know, maybe they'll like us enough to take us on tour. But, you know, it doesn't really work that way, you know. Right. And it's kind of, you know, it, it's really, really funny that, that you anyone thinks that. But, you know, you always have that dream. Well, I, I, I shit you not, we go and we play the show with the darkness. And next thing we know, we get done playing one of our songs. We look on the side of the stage and every single member of the darkness is standing on stage, like, watching us, you know. And uh, so we get done, and we're like, oh, did you see? Those guys were watching us. And their poor manager comes up to us after the show, like, guys, give me your number, because we're playing a hell of a lot more dates coming up, and we would love you guys to come with us. And we're like, you know, that's crazy, because we always used to, you know, that's something you always dreamt about when you were a young kid, but, like, you know, that's like, here it is happening. And so it kind of re, like, it kind of sparked that fire again, you know? It's kind of like, it's like yes, we're going to go on tour again. We haven't done this in so long. Well, Long story short, um, you know, it kind of fell through a little bit, and it wasn't anything due to anybody um, 
it wasn't due to any something anybody did. It was just kind of like um, things just didn't work out. We weren't able to do it. As, as a matter of fact, I think they the very next show they played, they ended up playing with like the bass player of Courtney Love's old band, and I guess um, they ended up getting the gig over us. But I think it was only because she was uh, affiliated with Courtney Love, and they're like, well, okay, ah. so there's Courtney Love, and then there's Diesel Werewolf. So who we pick, you know? Yeah. But uh. But that was a, it. Was a funny little story that we got to do. You know, I always think about like, hey, you know, we did this at one time, and we used to dream about bands doing that. And then finally, when we give a crap less about it, then you know, then it happens. You know. <laughs> well, sometimes it is that sort of just kind of like letting go a little bit. You know, sure. it's like love, right? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like when you kind of like chill out on it, that's yeah. when you know, you know, stuff starts to starts to happen for you. But um, uh, why don't you tell everybody about how? Because we've been talking this record up, we played a song from it, and I I got to tell you guys out there, listen, listen to me. This record is absolutely killer. Gene isn't BSing you here. Uh-uh. Every song is great, and I will do one more. Go back and get Wicked Love, too, because if you like this, Wicked Love is just like, like it's just, just as amazing. This is a great song. In fact, one of the things, I, if you don't mind me, just because I, I got a little, I've been, because I've been going crazy ever since I bought Wicked Love. <clears throat> now, if you can remember back this far, it's 2011. Can you t- tell us a little bit about the decision to include uh, Thriller? Oh, yeah. That is madness. That is just, when I heard that, I'm like, I'm looking at the tracks and going, Thriller. They're not going to do the Michael Jackson song. Right? Yeah. And I was like, holy hell. So, so far, I, I got to know. Just, this is his personal interest right now. <laughs> well, okay. Well, actually, what, what happened was is when we first started back in 2009, we didn't have enough songs written to have a full set. So in 2009, we were kind of like, oh, what do we do? Let's do a cover or maybe a couple covers or at least one, you know. Um, so our keyboard player, Aaron, out of all people, <laughs> came up to us and was like, hey, you know what we ought to do? We ought to cover Thriller. And I was kind of like, it made sense at the time because like back in that day, I was still wearing the white suit. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. And um, so we recorded our first album, and it was just an EP. We originally recorded our first album as a full length. Um, but then we got signed to a management agency. It was actually the same manager that managed uh, Kid Rock, believe it or not. They were called Uppercut Management. Okay. And uh, when we got managed by this guy, this guy's like, look, this is your first album. I really think you guys ought to go with an EP rather than an LP. So what we did is we cut a lot of songs off of the LP to make it an EP. And that was one of the songs that we had recorded. And we were just kind of like, well, you know, whatever. It was going to be our debut. We thought... Thriller would go well on a debut album, but our manager at the time was just like, you know what, let's make it an EP, no cover song, whatever. So then when we released our second album, um, I can remember we had never released that song before. So we put it out right before we released our second album. We put it out Halloween, like around Halloween time before our second album came out. I said to the guys, you know what, this song's doing really well. A lot of people are getting, they're getting positive feedback about it what do you think about putting this on the album? Then we started getting into the, you know, the copyright laws and kind of like, well, how much of a royalty? And we kind of figured that out. Um, we basically came to the conclusion that it was, it was definitely doable. And um, it completed the album. And it was like, we didn't have to have, you know, another song of our own on there because we, I think we were like fresh out of our own song. And I uh, said, so let's put it on there. So we ended up putting on Thriller. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's just basically how it happened. 
Yeah, uh, I just say, guys, check out Wicked Love, uh, both uh, uh, and The Loner, because they're they're both great records. If you love The Loner, you're going to love Wicked Love. If you love Wicked Love, you're going to love The Loner. Um, tell everybody at home, give everybody at home all of the, the info on where to find you guys online and how to get your record and everything like that. Oh, well, first and foremost, as you can pretty much imagine, if you go to GeneTheWerewolf.com, it is G-E-N-E. T H E W E R E W O L F. You have no idea how many times people mispronounce or misspell werewolf. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> they make it they make it two words. Sometimes they spell W A R E, and then sometimes they'll pronounce or they'll spell Jean uh, the feminine spelling, which is J E A N. It's G E N E. So GeneTheWerewolf.com. Uh, you can go onto our online store from there and buy the album, or else you could download it digitally from uh, from iTunes. Uh, you can listen to it on Spotify. Um, it's on Rhapsody. Uh, oh God, what am I missing? Um, my favorite thing in the world, and maybe you can't listen to the... Oh, you can listen to it on Pandora, too, I believe. Um, but my favorite thing in the world is, and it's not the whole album, but if you're really, really drunk on a Friday or Saturday night, you could listen to a few of our songs on any Touch Tunes jukebox <laughs> across the United States. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So if you're ever drunk awesome. one night and you're like, play some Gene the Werewolf, man, I think there's a song. <laughs> I think I only want to rock and roll is on there, and I think one of the songs off our first album. Nothing from nice. the loner yet, but it will be. Um, okay, so tell us about the Gene the Werewolf live experience. What can people expect? And are you guys gigging a lot? We have been, uh, since our album came out in June, um, we've been playing a ton. Like I said, uh, we, like you mentioned earlier, we, we opened up uh, recently for Still Panther, which was by far, you know, I told you I couldn't think of another band that we'd fit well better with than The Darkness. Well, Still Panther is probably that other band that's tied, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it, it was just a crazy show. There was probably about 1,300 people there, and it was it went over well, you know. There's that. Uh, we've we played uh, with Ted Nugent recently and uh, Pittsburgh Zone, the Clarks, and as well we had our CD release show. So we've been really, really killing that this summer. Um, and live, you can just expect a full-on, uh, you know, high-energy show. Um, you know, we always say, you know, I'm not going to sit here and dog snow, slow music. You know, I'm not going to say that uh, slow music sucks, but, uh, you know, there's a time and case. There's a time and place for it. You know, I love slow music, but some of my guilty pleasures are '70s soft rock music. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's safe to say that if you just broke up with your girlfriend or boyfriend and are coming to a Gene the Werewolf show expecting to hear a song about a breakup or, you know, that was really sad. I love you and I miss you. Well, you're coming to the wrong place. Uh, you're you're going to come to a show and remind, be reminded of how rock and roll used to be. Um, back in the day, you'd go and listen to balls to the walls, rock and roll music, and leave having a good time, not trying. So that's the Gene Live experience. That's the Gene Live experience. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, you, uh, that is GeneTheWerewolf.com. Uh, Gene, when I when I searched you guys, I got GeneTheWerewolf.squarespace.com. Is it just refer to that, or is... yeah, yeah, yeah? If you go to GeneTheWerewolf.com, it redirects to the Squarespace. Okay, all right. right. I just just want to make sure I wasn't we weren't saying something wrong. But yeah, no, Gene, no. and that's G and guys, it's G E N E, and Werewolf is W E R E W O L F. Okay, so just so you guys 
Yeah, because I know you guys are out there so excited about music, you don't have time to think about stupid things like spelling, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, is there uh, uh, is there anything else you want to let the kids at home know before we uh, before we wrap up today's podcast? I think I'm good, man. Like I said, uh, come check us out. You know, to get all the latest and greatest details. If you're from the area, you know, uh, you obviously check us out at GeneWerewolf.com. Uh, you can also actually stream our album. I didn't mention this before, but you can also stream our album on Bandcamp. Uh, if you go to Bandcamp.com and type in Gene the Werewolf, you can actually stream the loaner there for free. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we're all over the place. I mean, anywhere that you could think of finding music, we're there. So You're, They're there. Just, just type in Gene the Werewolf. And that's what's great is there's no other band called Gene the Werewolf, so... That you can just certain. find them. <laughs> hey, hey, John, hang on a minute. We're going to do a little business after we, after I wrap, wrap up the podcast. I know. Can you will your will your uh, chicken farmer John wait? I, yeah, it'll be it'll be there. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get cold or anything. Okay. No, you're good. All right, we really uh, just hang on. Um, hey guys, you've been listening to uh, John Bellin uh, from Gene the Werewolf. Uh, that is GeneTheWerewolf.com, and I just can't say enough. I mean, Katie and I have uh, played the record a couple of times. And then when Kevin was my co-host, we play, we, we just went insane over it. And uh, it's the kind of rock and roll that just kind of really resonates, I know, with me and with a lot of you guys out there. So check them out. Uh, you're listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com. That is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com is the website. Every Tuesday and every Thursday is a new interview. Every Saturday is a new music podcast. One more shout-out to my sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. Check them out, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy that. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much to John for uh, taking some time and uh, giving us the lowdown on the hoedown with Gene the Werewolf. Guys, yes. uh, that was, <laughs> welcome. And, uh, hey, if you like bands like Gene the Werewolf and the Manimals and all the different acts that we've had on here, Highway 4, all the just great music, uh, the Honey Riders, I mean, I could go on and on and on. If you really believe in this music, I would encourage you to stop over at supportindyrock.com uh, where we are, uh, you know, just, it's a way to kind of help us uh, do a little bit more for these acts and get the word out in a bigger and better way. So that's supportindyrock.com. Guys, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next podcast. Hey, Gene, uh, or Gene, John. Can you, <laughs> it happens can all you, the time. <laughs> Can you could you give me a, a tag? Uh, yeah, sure. I'd like to record you like saying, you know, this is John Bellin from Gene the Werewolf, and you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Can you do that? Absolutely. Okay, I will count you in. Okay. In five, four, three. Hey, this is John Bellin from Gene the Werewolf, and you are listening to the Lodini Rock and Roll Circus. That was great, dude. Thank you so much. Nobody's <laughs> ever, nobody's ever sang it before, so you know, so that's that's awesome. I appreciate that. Um, no problem. Can, let, let, we uh, can I can we can I ask you a bonus question? Sure. Because um, what I do is like. Some of this stuff here we don't give on the regular podcast. It's for people to like subscribe to our list and stuff. So this is just completely off the wall, crazy goofiness. But what the beard? What's happening with the beard? Is the beard going to go longer? What? What? And how long have you been growing it? And what's the story behind the beard? <laughs> well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that I haven't uh, made public yet. Uh oh. <laughs> I actually shaved it. <laughs> <gasps> oh yeah. 
don't know. We won't recognize you. Yeah, I, I tell you what. I didn't shave it completely off. Um, I had been like I said, we've had like a like a strand of shows that we've been playing in, in Pittsburgh, and I was like, okay, you know what? We have a show on September second, which was just a couple of days ago, and I'm like, you know what? Our next show after September second is until October, like mid October, I think. So I was like, you know what? I'm trimming it down. I'm gonna let it grow back a little bit, you know, because it, it's extremely hot. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I, I got to get rid of it just for a little bit. So that's what I did. I actually I shaved it down. I didn't shave it off. It's just real. It's a short beard now, kind of like a normal human being beard. Um, <laughs> Wait, but, so you would look more like you do on the cover of Wicked Love. Right? Wicked Love, yes. That's how I look okay. right now. But okay. um, the beard is coming back, and like I said, I, I could grow it pretty fast. So I'm assuming, let's see, it's like September 8th right now, I think. Yeah. I think by the time October, mid-October comes around, it'll have some pretty good scruff to it. So I'm not, I'm not too worried. <laughs> cool, the only man. thing I'll worry about is if we get one of those last-minute spur-of-the-moment shows, you know. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So we'll have, is, you'll have to, you'll I, have to postpone, man, until beard grows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, it's definitely me taking some time off for a little bit. I'm going to stay a little low-key on the gene end, so... <laughs> All right, hey John, hey man, thanks a lot, buddy. Go enjoy hey. your uh, your uh, your meal with your family. I appreciate it. All right, oh, and, I, uh, I had a lot of fun. Good. I appreciate it. Do real quick. Uh, I got a bit of a backlog, backlog, so it's going to be a few weeks before this actually airs. But we'll make okay. sure that uh, that you know all about it. Okay? Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, man. Take care. Now, so we'll see you soon. I'm going to try to get out down there to Club Cafe. All right? Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate that. All right, take care. I right, Talk to you. See ya. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.